Welcome to the Essential HR Podcast, where today we have a bonus episode of the webinar, How to Do Employee Engagement with Your Team Today, with myself and Brittany Eisenman, CEO of Gen Elevate. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice and is for general educational purposes only. If you do need legal advice, please contact your own attorney. That's about a month ago, and uh, we wanted to really talk about employee engagement. We felt like it was something that's um, uh, very important right now, uh, very top of mind in the HR space, and and um, thought we would uh, you know share our, our thoughts with you today. So um, the title of it's How to Do Employee Engagement with Your Team Today, and, and again, I'm Brian Gorman. I spent probably my 21st year in, in HR. I spent a lot of time in the payroll HR space. Um, I know Jeff real well, so um, good to see Jeff on the call. But uh, um, just recently went over to Carew where they specialize in employee engagement solutions. And we'll talk a little bit about that when it comes to, to my term. But um, super excited about doing this with Brittany. And I'll go ahead and let her <clears throat> kick it off and introduce herself as well. Hi, my name is Brittany Eisenman. I am lucky enough to know a few of you on the call. Thanks for being here. Uh, my organization is Gen Elevate, where we just focus on employee engagement and really kind of drill down to removing barriers, which is an important um, topic that we'll be hitting today as well. Um, I am going to share a short, funny video just to kick us off um, and remind us that even though this can be a heavy topic, there's some funny things going on out there too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but what we found was a lot of states don't even have good regimens to keep the data to make sure that, um, I'm sorry, I <laughs> the bird just landed on his head. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Bye, <laughs> All good. Good morning. I have to reset myself because Ziggy just uh, shut the laptop and messed up my presentation for everyone. Does that work? There we go. Okay, thank you. Don't do that again. Automatically be applied on their next Kroger purchase. He's trying to shut it again, but you're going to have to get down if you keep acting up like that. Your total was fifteen fifty. You could donate that extra 50 cents right there to uh, a local food bank. What day is it? Wednesday. I think. Hey, can you say it's going to be sunny today? No, it's going to be hot. Okay, good work. <laughs> Honestly, this should have happened a long time ago, in my opinion. But here we are in this situation, and so you know, how can we improve it for the inevitable lockdowns which might come further down the road? We've looked at the statistics today, saying the other hotspots of concern might be in in Barnsley and Bradford, and so how can we make sure that they're getting the right data now, so we don't have this problem again? What's your daughter called? She's called Scarlett. Scarlett, I think it looks better on the lower shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lovely unicorn. It's a lovely unicorn. Okay, so uh, obviously, um, and do stop me if you need to click on. Do, do tell us. What's his name? My name is Christian. What's his name? Christian. Christian. Yes. I'm just deciding where it comes up with where Mummy wants it to go. Oh right, where does Mummy want to go? I think just on that shelf is great. Thank you. I'm so sorry. All right. Well, that was our funny bit. Brian, you can go ahead and reshare um, if you want the 
main screen. For just $67, you can make as many videos as you want. Um, and then, yeah, if you had any housekeeping things, we can go, you can go ahead and get those out of the way. Absolutely. And anyone that has any questions, um, you know, please feel free to uh, put those in the chat. We'll monitor those as we go. And, and uh, also um, at the end, we'll have an open forum too, where we can ask any questions and have conversation and dialogue at the end. And, and, and stick around as well, because we do have a surprise to announce at the end for everyone um, that is in attendance today. So um, with that, I think, I think we're all set. All right. Sounds good. Okay, so before we get too much into the nitty gritty, I wanna talk about the ROI of having really truly engaged employees. Hiring and retention experts have been warning us this quarter that there's this glut of employees who are looking and poised to leap from our companies to new positions and in new companies. And, and some of this might be alarmism, but it's worth it if we take the time to look at what is in our control that we can affect the top performers in our organization sticking with us. We know that engaged employees are less likely to even think about leaving. And those are the employees who are willingly polling their teams every day toward victory. In the last five years, Gallup research has shown us that companies who have highly engaged employees have about a 60% lower turnover. They have about 40% fewer callouts, and those organizations are two times as likely to hit their goals. And consistently, we see in research, and even you've probably seen in your own organization too, deeply engaged employees are more likely to drive down your healthcare costs as an organization because they are less likely to have episodes of chronic disease. So they're having fewer emergencies and have less need of ongoing intensive medical health care. Now on the other side, actively disengaged employees are 12 times more likely to leave you for somebody else. If there was ever a year that had the right factors to drive disengagement, it was this last 12 months, maybe even to the day practically here in the US and in Indiana. And if there was ever a time where your marginally engaged or disengaged employees are gonna think about taking back control by moving to another company, and that sounds like a good idea, it's gonna happen in this next six months. But even if this is true of your employees, that doesn't mean you don't have the ability to sway their intentions with this. I'm gonna deliver some good news here too. Unlike job satisfaction, employee engagement can't be bought with bonuses or with a raise. Um, if you give your employee a bonus or a raise, that will not be reciprocated by meaningful engagement. And this is a good thing because so many of us, our companies are in the position right now where even when we know our, our employees deserve it and we want to give them that raise or that bonus, we just can't right now. So I say this to give you hope because there are so many other tools that you can use besides giving them the bonus or the raise that are every single time going to drive deeper engagement than that cash money. So I wanna leave you with that hope right now that just because you can't give those bonuses or raises right now, 
that doesn't matter with employee engagement. It can't be bought with cash anyway. Okay, um, for the purpose of this hour, I want to have a shared definition of employee engagement. I know many of you probably have your own working definition, but for this hour, this is what employee engagement is. And Brian, you can flip to the next screen. The willingness and the ability to contribute to your company's success. So we're gonna define employee engagement as the willingness and the ability to contribute to your company's success. Now for an employee to meaningfully engage with their work, with their coworkers, their team, and with your big important mission, they need to have both of these factors. However, willingness is 100% your employee's responsibility and not yours. There is very little that we can do to sway the attitude of your employee and their decision to pull towards your big important mission. Your time, money, and resources are much better spent on this other side, their ability to go ahead and contribute to your success in your big important mission. Brian, you can go ahead and slide to the next slide here. So we're gonna use this framework for the rest of today. We're gonna to focus on the ability of the employee to engage on these three factors, accommodations, recognition and sweetening the pot and barrier removal. Now accommodations are often regulatory. Sometimes there's legality issues. This is making sure that our neurodiverse, disabled and other abled employees are able to fully contribute. We are not touching accommodations today. That is another topic for another hour sometime else. What we're gonna drive down on today is this recognition and sweetening the pot and removing barriers so that your employee has the ability to contribute. And with that, I am going to hand things back over to Brian and he's going to talk about recognition and sweetening the pot for your employees. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, Brittany. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, and we were just saying before we, we uh, got started, this is the, almost the one year anniversary of, of working from home uh, this weekend or, or next week when we all, um, most of us anyway, uh, were, were sent home to work. And, and I think that, you know, obviously when you see the slide, we live in a work from anywhere world. And that's certainly true. Um, I know I've been home for a year. A lot of us have been, have been home. Um, some of us are in a hybrid, some companies are coming back. It's all just kind of in a, a mixed bag right now. So I think that um, it, it's hard to do employee engagement. I think that um, I have one quote here that uh, from an HR director we talked to yesterday, she said, honestly, the hardest thing right now is making sure our, our team is con feels connected uh, and is connected because they just don't know when they don't always talk to everybody. They don't always see everybody. Yes, we can do Zoom calls, um, but it's not the same. So, um, you know, how do you, how do you keep employees engaged? And I, and I know Brittany mentioned the the monetary factors and, and all the other pieces and puzzles with that. But I think um, what's very unique to, to this, to this um, presentation would be, would be Carew. Um, and, and, and work culture is rapidly evolving, right? So um, before 2020, work from the office, the, the break room conversations, the, the interactions that we had in, in the office, the, hey, let's go grab lunch. Well, we can't always do that you know, these days. So um, now that's before 2020. And then you flash back a year ago, yeah, again, the working from home, temporary solutions, um, just unclear where, um, what was happening. And, and I guess, you know, employee perks and, and remote perks just 
how do you do that? Right? How do you make that happen? How do you execute? And I think a lot of companies just don't know how to do that right now. And, and then working from home. I think that's here to stay in a lot of ways. I know uh, in this role, for me, for example, it's it's 100% remote. So a lot of companies are getting that that way that they can trust their employees to work from home. They can get they see that productivity is increased, and it, and they agree that um, you know, it's something they may do and, and probably will do in, in the future. Uh, there's some really cool stats here that I want to br just briefly run through, um, just to kind of prove that employee care is more important, really, you know, now than ever. 89% um, of workers at companies that support well-being initiatives are more likely to recommend their company as a great place to work, as a, and as a measure of engagement. So, you know, it's, it's they are, they feel supported, they feel like their uh, initiatives are being heard, um, and they they are going to be more engaged. Um, you know, 60% of people report that benefits and perks are a major factor in considering a job offer. I, I think that's, that's huge. And um, it's just, it's a, it's a little different out there right now, as far as uh, I know, companies and jobs and, and things going on. And then 96% of employees believe in showing empathy is an important way to advance employee retention. Um, great stat there. And then highly engaged teams show 21% greater profitability uh, within the organization. So it's just, again, to prove that employee care and employee engagement is, is, is vitally important to every organization out there right now. But again, like I mentioned earlier, how do you do that? How do you care for your team? Um, you know, we can maybe send a gift card or we can, you know, have a lunch, you know, delivered to them or, or things like that. And, but, how, but what does the execution look like? So um, that's what I want to talk about a little bit with, with Carew. Um, if we fast forward to, you know, what's a perfect world look like? Um, you know, a thriving cloud culture where people feel connected and inspired, um, you know, an easy way to manage and deliver uh, on, on the execution of that pro program um, and a personalized, delightful experience that is, you know, both makes the employee feel uh, valued, but doesn't, you know, break the bank on, 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 the, on the flip side of that as well as to not, you know, burden the employer. And I think with Carew, you're going to find this in a very tr attractive you know, solution. It's really the world's first work from anywhere employee care platform for the flexible enterprise. So we can go um, you know, to small, medium-sized business or to, to large organizations as well. And really, how does it work? And, and what is it? Um, Carew is basically pre-curated or customized boxes um, really of snacks, for example, and different swag items that can be sent directly to an employee's home. So we can ship 10 to 10,000 boxes, um, automatic address collection, doing the heavy lifting of that, simple order tracking, and then it can all be done through an email to an employee who says, you know what, I'm getting a care package. I just um, make sure my address is correct. And then we're engaging their team and delighting your team throughout the entire year. Um, so that's how, in a nutshell, how the crew piece works. And the portal as well, uh, all the employee has to do, and really from what we do is work with HR teams to get the employee information. We, we get their addresses, we put the order in the system, and then we choose what box we want and, and they're sent directly to their homes. So again, you can, you can help your employee feel engaged by delivering something with a you know, personalized note, uh, items from your company, and being able to put that in, in to, to a, pro, a product that allows them to, to really, um, you know, feel engaged and, and tied in with your organization. And we can get creative as we want to. We can take your in for your stuff because a lot of you probably already have, you know, swag items and, and, and um, uh, tumblers, uh, things like that that go into your um, creations now. We can do the same thing. We can work with you to create just different one-of-a-kind um, concierge boxes as well. 
Uh, and then also wanted to talk about some of the companies that we work with, uh, Amazon, Nike, um, companies I'm sure that you've, you've heard of, but um, that gives you an idea of, of some of the organizations that Crew partners with. But I also wanted to talk about the partnership with Feeding America. And I think this is where um, the, the Karoo shines. So every time a box is sold at Karoo, we donate a meal to a family in need through our partnership with Feeding America. Um, we also have what's called an Amplify creation, which allows um, um, actually with, with Black History Month in February and then with um, Women's History Month here in March and then Earth Day coming up in April. We have different boxes that are, um, for example, you know, black owned brands have their snacks in there or we have um snacks from um women-owned brands for example here in women's history month um but in every box that we sell a, a family in need is taken care of as well by a by um a meal being donated to them so um also with uh, the, the equal justice justice initiative uh five percent of the proceeds sold this month go directly back to that organization as well so not only are we keeping employees engaged but we're also you know, helping others as well along the way. So I'll turn it back over to uh, to Brittany to talk about the ROI of a good question. All right, so Jeff, Amy, Matt, and Ben, um, if you have a pencil and a piece of paper handy, you will need those in a few minutes. Um, or if you wanna take you know notes on your computer, that's fine, but you're gonna be creating something on your own, um, a tool I'm gonna be giving you. So we're gonna talk about removing barriers. But to remove a barrier to an employee's ability to fully engage with the company's success requires that you first know where their barriers are. As a leader, your schedule naturally presents urgent and critical situations for you to solve each day. You're putting out fires before they take down your team. You're defending your team's boundaries and pouring into them and asking them to grow. But the nature of leadership means that it's less likely that you're going to know or even see your employees personal barriers. And that's because they're hidden in the annals of your employees' day-to-day -day job tasks and in systems that maybe only they or a couple other employees touch each day. So how do you, a leader with loud and critical puzzles to solve all day, ensure that you are seeing your employees' own barriers so that they are able to fully engage with your big and important mission? I'm proposing today that you do not need a complicated system to bring to light their barriers and to further deepen, under, deepen their understanding that you care about them and that you value them and that you're thankful that they're here giving their time to your team and to you willingly. Your employees are better able to enthusiastically engage with their work and their coworkers and your big important mission when they feel that you know their problems and that you care about them. They're able to problem solve more creatively, able to collaborate seamlessly when they feel safe and heard. This does not mean that you need to spend hours of your time devoting to getting to know each of your employees. Um, I don't want you to run yourself ragged and thin getting there. I propose a better tactic is getting good at really great questions. And just like I said, you don't need to spend hours getting to know your employees. I also don't want you to be thinking as I say this, that you need to pour so many hours of getting sharp at the skill 
of good questions before you try this. You absolutely should work on how to ask great questions, but I'm, the tools I'm gonna give you today, you can implement and start tomorrow at the same time that you're building your skill of asking great questions. I don't want you to make that your own barrier to using these tools. You can get great at asking good questions, but you can also use the tools you're about to get as you're on that journey and they will still be effective. They will still drive meaningful and deep employee engagement with your team members. I want you to ask great questions and today you're gonna craft a few of your own. I think that you should have five types of questions in your back pocket ready at any time. Um, Brian, you can go ahead and go to the next slide here. Here are the five areas that I want you to have a question ready in your back pocket for whenever it's needed for a team member of yours. The first one, job tasks. So the things that they're doing, the nitty and gritty of their job day in, day out. The second one, relationships. Relationships with their peers, with their supervisors, with their direct reports. A question about discomfort or conflict situations. A question about expectations, their expectations of others or others' expectations of them, and input. The input that they have to offer, is that being received? And are they able to receive the input of others? Now, I, am, I will be emailing um, this section out to you later, so don't feel like what we're gonna go over you have to write down or memorize right now. Um, I just kind of want your, your brain and your heart space right now to think through this. I'm gonna give you one example for each of these five areas. And that may be a great fit or not for you to use with your team members. But as I'm giving you those examples, I want you to picture in your mind one of your team members and thinking about crafting a set of five questions that would work with that team member because that will be your assignment after we're done going through um, the five examples here. So here's an example for job tasks. Which part of your job takes up most of your time and should it? A question for relationship. Who do you go to when you have questions about your work? A question about discomfort or conflict. Ask them, what was your last uncomfortable situation or conflict with a supervisor, coworker, or customer? And don't let them get away with saying there haven't been any because they've been uncomfortable at some point at work in the past week or so. A question for expectations. Does your supervisor clearly explain what the organization expects of you? And a question for input. Can you give me an example of some type of change that you've recommended that's been implemented on your team? Okay, here's some guidelines for you as you think through these questions and presenting them. These questions should not place blame or be looking to create a shame type microculture in this conversation. As you go into this conversation and get ready to ask a question of your employee, your attitude and thought should be, there's an enemy out there and it's a barrier or a problem and we can find it. So I want that to be your attitude. So like that first question I gave, which part of your job takes up most of your time and should it, that should be given less, why are you spending so much time on this and more, okay, 
if there is something out there that shouldn't be taking up so much time, that's the problem, not the employee. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. All right, I am going to give you three minutes. So it is 12.25, you'll have about three minutes. I want you to come up with one question for each of these five areas that you would realistically ask one of your team members at any given time. When you're done, I want you to put your favorite one in the chat so that we can all learn from your viewpoint and maybe get some more ideas for questions of our own. Okay, so I'm gonna start the clock now and you have three minutes to craft um, five questions here. All right, we're coming to close to the end of our time here. Go ahead and throw your favorite question into the chat. Oh, these are great. I love reading these. Okay. So Amy says, who is your sounding board when you get stuck on a problem? I like the framing of that, um, the sounding board phrase to use. Uh, Jeff says, do you believe you have been given 
the tools necessary to complete given job tasks. Okay, this definitely takes this away from like a, a blaming possibility even. It's like, hey, do you, do you have what you need? Uh, ben, relationship. What is an area you feel like you could use some coaching in? Ooh, I love that. Inviting them to ask for like a growth opportunity. And Matt says, do you have the tools needed to be successful? So kind of having them look at what's available to them and putting the responsibility on them to identify what do I need to be successful? Thanks. I appreciate all of those. You guys have great, great viewpoints. Okay. I wanna talk about how and when to ask these questions because we can have these five you know, uh, questions in our back pocket, but then knowing how to use them or when to use them is a whole other skill set. So I'm going to briefly go over that and then in the question and answer time, if you have more questions about it, we can go over it more. My strongest guidance on this would be don't use any of these questions in a performance review meeting or environment. At the most base level, these questions help build trust between you and this individual employee, which is so key to them voluntarily later on letting you know where their barriers are because you've already been asking so they know that you're thinking about it. So that's my strongest barrier, my strongest um, guidance. Don't use this in a performance management setting because to trust each other, we have to let down our own walls a little bit. And I don't care how huggy and hearts your organization is, if you're in a performance um, meeting, you both have some kind of barrier up. You just kind of need to get in there, identify what needs to be identified and move on. So these are not for that. If you have one-on-one -on -one time with your employees once a quarter, once a week, whatever it is, this is a great way to open up a meeting. Pick one of these questions and toss it at them. And maybe at your next one-on-one -on -one meeting, they'll be able to bring back something to move deeper or let you know that this barrier has been solved. It's not there anymore, which is a win you can then celebrate with them. But you also don't need to ask these in a structured environment. It doesn't have to be in a one-on-one -on -one meeting. It could be when you're passing them in the hall or if you're remote, you know, at the end of a team meeting, if it's just you two left, you can toss a question at them. It can be casual, it doesn't need to be formal. And as far as how, you don't have to do these verbally. So if a text or an email or, you know, just leaving a voicemail or something like that is how this employee seems to communicate with you best, then go ahead and use that. You're not detracting from the effectiveness when they're not looking you in the eyes because they're still gonna receive that you cared enough to ask a question and you know enough to know there's stuff that you're not seeing. So you're gonna be building trust no matter what route you go, as long as you're not pushing shame and blame, which we've already covered. And then lastly, um, I wanna talk about solutions. I almost left this part out but it's something that I need to hear every once in a while. And I know all of you are, are leaders and you've been in these spaces. So you probably know this, but I wanna remind you and give you some freedom to not take this on. But just because you are part of the detective team and you were part of this conversation, discovering the barrier does not mean that you're equally responsible for the solution. So don't take on building toward a solution just because you were part of the discovery team. 
you're the detective, and that is your responsibility to help your employees identify the barriers, but it might not be your responsibility to build the solution. You need to figure out, can the employee do this on their own? Do you need to hook up some kind of collaboration to solve the solution? Or is it your responsibility to take ownership of this? But it's much more likely that your position is going to be supportive or even just keeping accountability, asking about it in two months than it is finding the solution. Especially when we deeply care about our employees, we can take on the responsibility of not just finding those barriers, but also solving them. Because that's what a leader does, right? It, it, it takes it away. But you're empowering your employees so much more when you play an appropriate role. And often that is helping them get to the place where they can solve their own barrier. And then hopefully, if this will evolve to the point where they're coming to you with a barrier and then they are able to make connections and collaborations with other people that can help them solve them on their own. Okay, so with that, I'm gonna hand things back off to Brian to do a little question and answer and then move on from that point. Perfect, thanks, Brittany. Yeah, I think we should just open the floor and um, any questions or um, um, concerns or, or input that you guys have. We'd love to hear any feedback um, and, and kind of the surprise here at the end, everyone's going to get a Karoo box for attending. So I'll make sure that I get all those out to, to each one of you for, for making the effort to spend some time with us, but love to just open the floor and um, have you guys come off mute, ask any questions that you have, whether to Brittany about um, uh, employee engagement or myself about the uh, you know, Karoo, um, how that ties in with employee engagement as well. So I would say one of the things that I think we've lacked in our company uh, in, in recent months, going back to the last year beforehand, is the ability to, as managers, focus on managing the people rather than managing the work itself, which definitely declines the idea of, of employee engagement. So one of the things that we've actually uh, put in all of the job descriptions for our managers and employers as uh, finite deliverables is having periodic touch points with your staff within your department. Um, and that's that's one-on-ones, at whatever intervals you feel necessary, weekly, bi-weekly, once a month, whatever the case might be, but once a month being the longest between touch points, as well as making sure that you're having team meetings with your staff as well as holes. Um, so as we do reviews for our supervisors and our managers, uh, those are things that they will be reviewed on instead of just making sure the work gets done and shifting more towards the the idea of managing our people and letting the people do the work rather than managing the work itself. Jeff, I'm curious, was this in place um, you know, before early last year? Has this been going on for a while, this having that in the job description? That's uh, fairly recent, within the last few months that we've put that in there. Um, and it's coming from the idea that there's a bit of a, a lack of morale or high morale, at least as a, as a company in and of itself, um, you know, depending on who you talk to, some morale is going to be high, some is going to be low, but in general, I think we're on the lower end at this point. And we believe that it's because we're so spread out amongst three States that people feel like they're on islands just by working in separate offices, much less now working from home. Um, so to, one of the things that we want to make sure that our, our managerial staff is focusing on is the morale of our people 
and not just making sure the work is getting done. We want to make sure that the people who are doing the work feel good about it and have a connection to someone to be that sounding board or to be, uh, um, you know, have the ear of one of the executive managers or the, the second level, second tier of managers that, that can influence decisions and, you know, take, take complaints and, and concerns and feedback to, to the top um, to, let, to let our top staff understand what's going on out there and keep a finger on that pulse. Yeah, I would think that would be almost freeing for managers too. I mean, assuming they have the tools and kind of know how to at least start doing this. Yep, and that's something that I've I've been working with everyone on to make sure that uh, you know understanding the types of conversations to have, like these weekly or whatever touch points, should not be a performance review every single time. Um, you know, the, every now and then, yes, touch on performance, but largely let the let that staff member, let that employee do the talking, and ask very open-ended questions. How are you feeling today? How have you been feeling since we last chatted? What was the best part of the last couple of weeks? What what low did you have last couple of weeks? Um, you know, what what can I do to be available to continue to help you in in your role? You know, that those sorts of questions. Um, you know, how how's your work life balance going? You know, how is your workload? At, you know, when you are at work, how do you feel that workload is impacting your ability to do your job? Those types of questions, not so much. Let's talk about what you did right and wrong last week. Um, you know, there's a performance. It's time for performance reviews. Hopefully, more so than once a year. Uh, but at the same point, we believe that having those types of open-ended questions about how the employee is doing, just in general, is going to go a long way to to bringing us back to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. I appreciate, uh, yeah, you sharing this story and your viewpoint. It sounds you're like welcome. you're on the right track. It it can feel like. Um, uh, moving an iceberg to move yes. from like a sluggish culture, <laughs> especially when you're a leader and you feel it, it feels like heavier than everybody else feels it. Right. No, I, th I think we're, we're moving into a better spot as we speak. I think with us moving virtual, because similar to you, Jeff, we have different development centers. We have six nationwide and they're all in different states. So um, our culture has kind of been, yes, we have an overall corporate culture, but then each center kind of has its own flavor, right? Um, this virtual move of work from home, because we're still working from home, has really given us the ability to integrate those centers in a way that's never been done. Um, so finding out, you know, of course, we have a bunch of software developers here, but finding out that some of those interests carry across different centers and where it might just be two or three people that have an interest in that here in Indiana, there might be a whole Slack channel and get virtual get together for whatever it is, whether it's, you know, um, Dungeons and Dragons or Mario Kart or, you know, whatever gaming they do or um, trivia games that they do um, in another center. And we've really tried to open that up so that um, people are making connections, not just with their current center, but are able to make connections across the company. And that's one way that I've seen our people really feel more engaged is not being kind of boxed into their own center. That's a huge buffer against mental health impacts of the pandemic too. To do stuff like that is so brilliant because um, well, I don't need to tell you guys what mental health looks like right now for employees, but yeah, that is such a good buffer for mental health challenges right now. 
Yeah, it's it's uh Jeff, it's kind of it's good, Jeff and Amy. It's really good to hear uh your guys' perspectives because I'm day four into a new leadership role at a new company who is scattered across the US and trying really hard to figure out how to take three acquired companies and make them one with three different cultures and um, widespread change as far as leadership goes um, over the past year. So that kind of all happened during COVID. And then now there's all these new leaders and there's a lot of um, disunity right now. And so uh, we're kind of at the kind of in the valley point of things, but it's 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 really great to hear your guys's different um, different um, methods you're putting into place, and um, you know there is some light on the other side, and I know there is, and we have some really great leaders, and and they're putting some really great things together, but it's just kind of good to hear, um, you know, the things that you guys are saying are the things that are are put on the paper as a plan, but they just haven't been implemented yet. So it's just kind of good to hear. Um, as you guys have implemented these things, you've kind of seen some good feedback or seen some more engagement from um, leaders or even employees. So um, I'm mostly here to learn today. Uh, so yeah, thanks for sharing. Matt, do, do you have any thoughts or anything that um, triggered an idea for you? Um, you know what, I, I came to this meeting maybe from a different perspective. Um, I'm not, you know, an HR professional by any means. I'm coming from a solution standpoint. I mean, I'm listening to everything you are all saying, and I'm just kind of jonesing to give you my elevator pitch a little bit here, but I'm refraining from, from doing that. But I mean, a lot of these points of pain that you've all expressed in the, the, the 30 minutes that Brian and Brittany, you, you talk through, um, they're resonating with me because these are topics that I have with our prospect and customers every day. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it absolutely. sounds like you have a lot of wisdom. Well, I mean, similar to to Brian with, you know, um, their value proposition more of a tangible, and I haven't looked too much into Carew, um, we provide a digital gamification for staff to engage with their coworkers by participating in various different challenges to be engaged. So it's just a different approach. There might actually be some synergies, Brian, between. Oh, very cool. Absolutely. Yes, I love connections made. <laughs> Absolutely. Brittany, any other, any other questions from anyone or? I don't think so. I'm really excited for you to announce the surprise. So I'm ready for that. Whenever yeah, you I, are. I think I may have given it away a little bit ago, but everyone's going to get a crew box for, for joining. So I'll make sure that um, I can email each one of you to get um, your information. We can just e either send it to your office or directly to your home, whichever you prefer, but um, we'll get those uh, sent out to you and um, you should receive those in the next couple of weeks or so. But just uh, as a thank you for, for spending time with us and, and, uh, and just and the interaction and um, I certainly appreciate your viewpoints and, and uh, good to see you again, Jeff, as well. And, and I certainly appreciate um, getting to know you guys and spend some time together today, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, you, you all will be receiving um, a follow-up email, which will have that list of questions yep. and um, maybe even a, a link to this. I'll edit out all the personal stuff. But yeah, really appreciate you guys coming. 
Um, and I want to see pictures of those Karoo boxes when you guys get them. I'm so, it was so <laughs> hard for me not to say something when we were doing the marketing for this, not to like give it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very excited for it. Thanks you guys. Absolutely. I'll definitely send pictures. Absolutely. Yes. Thank, thank, you, thank you so much. Very cool. All right. Bye-bye. you guys. Bye, Ben. Bye. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go ahead and edit this and send it over to you with the audio. Okay. What'd what do you think? think? That was good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of the Essential HR Podcast. Please tune in next time as we spend time with another HR professional and discuss the topic of leadership.